Hey, Sam. Hey, Luke. What's, uh, what's wrong, buddy? I just watched the hit 2004 film Troy starring Brad Pitt and Eric Bana, but I don't know if it's accurate at all. Hey, we've all been there, friend. This has you pretty messed up, huh? Well, I have good news for you. Ah! Jesus! I'm a doctor. Of medicine? Even better, classics. And I have all the answers for your burning questions about myths, ancient Greco-Roman history, and the movies. Where can we get this incredible medicine? Over on the podcast, Greased Lightning. It's on all your favorite podcatchers. It will be the sweet ambrosia of the gods. New episodes every other Monday. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. It's me, your old pal. Don't, don't worry now, don't be afraid. It's good to be here, though it is also very weird to be here. I have been more like America's dad than ever before. Leap in the air and tear off an Italian's head because we're back with Hanksy Panksy Bad Romance. A podcast where two dumb idiot best friends are forced by my wife to watch the stickiest and nastiest Mel Gibson's romance movies. I'm Sam Siegel. Oh, okay. You're not one of them dumb idiots this week. Oh, I I am. Okay. Uh, yeah. I always okay. forget. Uh, <laughs> weirdly, I'm so stupid, Luke, that for, for this palate cleanser, I keep forgetting that I say that I'm one of those dumb idiots. Yeah. Um... It's okay. It happens. Uh, I am. Uh, I am also a dumb idiot. I'm Luke Patrick. I'm without my notes. I just realized, my notes oh, are in a totally do, different room. Do you need to go get those? I think I'll just wing it. I had some really juicy stuff in there, though. I if you want to run and get them, like I can fill time. Oh, Rumi came in clutch. Oh, that. That's just, good shit right there. Just brought me my notes. Now that is, that's a premium service right there. That's a that's premium choice. Swallow. That's a choice gulp. You um, gotta. You usually have to pay for shit like that. Yeah, for sure. I just got Ubered, uh, mm-hmm. Uber Eats, but for a thing I forgot. Um, yeah, you could have. You could have task rabbited that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is good, because again, I do have some tasty morsels in here this week. Uh, yeah. So I'm excited uh, about that. Yeah. So I'm uh, I'm a Volturi this week then. Now that I have my notes. Mm, a Volturi. A Volturi. Hey, yeah. a pepperoni, salami. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, obviously, we watched uh, 2012's Twilight Breaking Dawn Part Two. Clearly, Part Two. Two. It's yeah. the end. Yeah, we're done. We're done ski with the whole series, my guy. Yeah. Uh, I'm. We get to watch porn next week, basically. Next week we get to watch porn. And I'm... Fuck yeah. Personally, very excited about the prospect I'm of watching so porn. so excited. So yeah. excited. You know I am I am going to have a fucking bonerometer strapped to me. Mm-hmm. Just ready. <laughs> Uh, but Luke, we are getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, we got to get through this one before <clears throat> we can talk about Fifty Shades of Grey. We got to get through the original right. text, the the yes. Old Testament, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, before we can talk about the Talmud. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, the horny Talmud. So, Luke, <laughs> um, first of all, ha- happy birthday. 
Thank you, my guy. Yes, we did, in fact, uh, for those realizing, uh, I'm sure you went, oh, great, Luke's having a birthday. And then, oh, no, they watched Twilight. Yeah, man. Oh, no, mm -hmm. we did, in fact, watch Twilight Breaking Dawn Part 2 on my birthday. So Yeah. Yeah. So, I, you know, I know kind of at this point we don't really have anything remarkable to report about our watches, but I feel like you do because, A, it is your 30th birthday. Yeah. And, B, Luke, I know that you are the proud owner of, of a beautiful new television set. Yes. Yes, my guy. So, kind of min-maxing here because we moved... I think that's pretty uh -huh. obvious from the last two episodes where we recorded shoulder to shoulder, like guys in, a, in trenches, mm -hmm. uh, yes. recorded podcasts back in World War One. Um, that's exactly how they did it. Oh um, yeah, I, without a doubt. Yeah. So there's it was that. tough times. Um, and uh, yeah, man. So my my television, we got it set up last week. It's a big, beautiful, crisp OLED screen. Which you mm -hmm. just love, you love to have it. Um, but the the problem is we didn't have any internet for like a week and a half, so yeah. it Oof. just it just sat there like the world's biggest paperweight. So Sam, here's here's the things I've watched on this TV so far. You ready? Okay. Yes. I watched an OLED TV test on YouTube, and it was gorgeous. Okay. Um, I watched a 4K TV video test on YouTube. Uh, what, wait, was it also gorgeous? Oh, for, yeah, it goes without saying. It was also okay, gorgeous. Yeah. And then uh, I watched Breaking Dawn Part 2. That's a real sad list, my guy. <laughs> um, so other people in my house have consumed real content, I would say. Right. On this guy. Yeah. Yeah. S stuff that, like... The, the TV is really meant for and not a 2012 film with, uh, I would say, dubious special effects. Oh, I would say incredibly shit-tastic. You know, it turns out when you blow them up into UHD 4K with mm -hmm. an OLED screen, yeah, it, they, it, doesn't, it doesn't do great things. <laughs> it's like zooming in on a pimple. Man, it doesn't do anything for the resolution. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't have the OLED business but uh the the 4k high def 55 inch oh cool an asshole with a yeah. loud car yeah uh which wait are we gonna hear that <laughs> outside your place too yeah i wasn't gonna bring it up in case someone tries to geolocate us but hilariously you will notice the same sound <laughs> in both of our audio tracks <laughs> Because that's how fucking close we live to each other now, man. We did it for the podcast. <laughs> I never considered <laughs> that our listeners are just going to hear this, like, kind of rolling sound. Mm -hmm. uh, this Doppler is... effect between these two <laughs> shitheads' houses. <laughs> well... Uh, man, I'm sorry that the first thing that you used to put your TV through its paces was Breaking Dawn Part 2. Breaking Dawn Part 2. We'll say it looked real crisp, uh, except for that CGI. The other part mm -hmm. of this, as you pointed out, is that, Sam, I did turn 30 today. Yeah. Um, I am officially in my dirty 30s. And mm -hmm. so what's the first movie? What's one of the first things I did as a 30-year-old? 
watch a movie about about vampires from a long time ago, written yeah. by uh, someone who wants a Christian vampire real, real bad. Right. Yeah. You know, I hear that the first thing that you watch uh, at, at each decade, the mm-hmm. first movie you watch really sets the tone for that decade, and bud... I hope that ain't true for you. Because <laughs> if it is, you are in for a tough 10 years. Yeah. When did this come out? 2012. 2012. Okay. Yeah. Solidly in the Obama years. Solidly? Sam, how old would I have been when this movie came Let's out? Let's see. You would have been 2012... Uh, we would have just been at a high school, so you would have been what, like, nineteen twenty? Okay, that's this is why I ask because it's just now oh, occurring to me. Jesus, I'm very stupid. Two thousand twelve was Luke. I'm I'm proud to inform you, precisely ten years ago. Yeah, we're both dumb idiots. I was just I was yeah. baiting you, and it took you a while to get to the answer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But uh, look, I'm not great at math, and I didn't sleep great last night. Oh, well, I hate to hear that, and we'll dive into that in a second. But here's here's my point, Sam. I just watched mm-hmm. this movie as a fresh fresh faced thirty year old. The uh-huh. last time I saw this was at a midnight premiere of this movie. Oh God! When I was a twenty year old. Oh, Luke, you can't do that back to back. So I'm you thinking you can't do two decades with the same theme. So is this movie going to make a resurgence for me again when I'm like 40 and then 50 and 60? Is it just going to haunt me? Is this a new tradition for me? I hope to fuck not. Yeah, I genuinely uh, hope not as well. Though I have a question. Mm-hmm. Sort of if you look at the thematic arc of the last 10 years of your life. Yeah. A does it bear any similarity to Breaking Dawn Part 2? And B, and this is hopefully not going to be that heavy a question, are you happy with the last 10 years of your life? Mm. A, no similarities whatsoever. B, very happy. Very okay, satisfied. Well, maybe maybe this is a good portent then. Yeah, could be. Maybe this is what's required. This is my sacrifice Every 10 years, yeah. I sacrifice two hours of my life to mm-hmm. watching this terrible finale. Spoiler alert, it's not great. It's this terrible no. finale to a kind of crap series. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this this blatant cash grab of a movie floats across my, my horizon. And then I just get to wave at it and go, okay, the next 10 years is going to be pretty yeah. good. Yeah, you've secured the next 10 years of your life. Yeah, I like this. Yes. It's powerful stuff. Yeah, it's it's really good. I'm, I'm glad we dove into that. Now, Sam, that's a lot about my watch, uh, my sort of chaotic uh, uh-huh. new homeowner watch. How was, how was your watch? It was pretty unremarkable, I got to tell you. Mm. Um, instead, I'm going to talk about why I'm so tired. Mm. Uh yeah, so I slept on the couch last night, not because I was a bad, bad boy or anything Ooh, like that. So you, you weren't, in fact, a bad, bad boy, just to clarify. No. Okay. No, I was I was a good boy. Um, so we, we had 
the the HVAC company come out to do their their tw- twice a year maintenance on our system, right? Mm-hmm. You know, they they do it in the spring and the fall, making sure our our equipment is tip top. They came out. Uh, this uh, this uh, this fella came out. He he checked all our stuff and said, "It's good to go." You're fine. Your house isn't going to f- catch fire. You're not going to leak, you know, carbon monoxide into your home. And also your home will be warm for the coming months. I said, cool. Thank you very much. Uh, and then he left and then our air conditioning didn't work anymore. <laughs> and Don't you so, hate it when shit like that happens? Can you just go outside and flag down the van before it leaves your driveway? Right? Well, the problem is I didn't know that the air conditioning wasn't working until uh, that night when I tried to turn the air down in our bedroom because my wife and I like it uh, pretty fucking cold in there while we sleep. Mm -hmm. And it wouldn't. Hmm. Just wouldn't. The thermostat would do its little clicky-clacky, clickety-clack that it does when uh, it's trying to tell the system to do whatever it is that I've commanded, and it wouldn't. So, um... My wife uh, is really a human furnace, uh, mm-hmm. and and I love her for it in the colder months. But when it's a little warm and we don't have any you know fresh air circulating in the room, I said I can't do that, can't do yeah. it. So I decided to go sleep on the couch, and it was a a bad night of sleep, pretty mm-hmm. bad night. Yeah. Uh, call, called the HVAC company this morning, uh, told them what was up. They said they'd send someone out. Dude came out, uh, checked the system. The fucker yesterday just forgot to turn it back on. That See, was this it. Was, this was my question, Sam. Because that's pretty mm-hmm. classic. You know, you, you check out the toaster, you unplug it, you give it a good look, and you put it back on the counter, mm-hmm. and you go to make toast later, and no toast because you forgot to plug it back in. Now, did you did you consider this before? Or I did consider this, yeah. but here's here's the thing. Yeah. The machinery that he would have turned off is under the house. Oh, okay. Now I completely understand. Yeah. Because under my gun- house? No, thank you. Yeah, if someone put a gun to my head and said, you can go under the house or you can die right here, and I will... My guy, the result's the same either way. I can die under the house or I can die in the sunlight. Uh... <laughs> Which you're, you're going to either go in that scenario like a proud human being or like a trapped raccoon uh, right. under the house. That's no good. Yeah. And I would rather die right in my lawn, g- fucking bullet ripping through my skull, than scared and covered in spiders under the house. Yeah. Claw- clawing at the screens to get out. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah. We're on the same page then. This all makes yeah. perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. So now the house is cool. Okay, uh, which that's is good. nice. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I look. It's not terribly <laughs> exciting, but I didn't need to complain about how the guy yesterday just forgot to turn it back on. You know, sometimes we all have a long day, and we forget really <laughs> basic shit. Uh, it just happened to be something pretty critical for your night's sleep mm-hmm. uh, that was forgotten. Yeah, the guy who came and checked it out today, uh, like, looked at the actual, like, air conditioning unit and was like, yeah, it seems fine. Uh, 
let me go check the furnace. And so he goes into the house, and then he comes back into the house, and he goes, yeah, you just forgot to turn it back on, man. Yeah. And I was like, cool. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> awesome. Uh, but we did get burgers for dinner, so Ooh. that was nice. Oh, hey, burgers, yeah. watch the movie. Man, that sounds legit. Can I tell you just real quick? This isn't a food podcast. Uh-huh. Okay, uh, sure, yeah. I did make beef back ribs for my own birthday. Uh, uh-huh. Barbecue beef back ribs. Fuck, those things are good. Ooh, nice. Yeah, they're nice. so easy. Where do you get them? Kroger. Yeah, man. Really? Kroger. Yeah, it's like pretty cheap for a whole two racks of uh, beef back ribs. You know, I find I just don't really look at the meat a whole lot at Kroger. Oh, I'm, I'm more yeah. of a fresh market meat shopper. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, local local hero fresh market. But you do got to check out the beef selection at your local. You just never know what kind of... Like they had a... I want to say it's ox knuckles. It wasn't... It was beef neck. They had beef, beef neck. neck bones today. No. So you just never know with these people, these wily Damn. Kroger folks. What the fuck is Kroger doing over there? I don't know what Kroger's up to, but it did make me briefly consider if I should buy some beef neck. And no, learn the to answer to it. that is always no. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to cook neck bones. I could figure it out. Oh. Yeah. Here's the thing, Luke. If you ever send me a message that says, hey, I'm cooking beef neck tonight, I will pack my bags and move away. Yeah, that's fair. Burn the house behind you. Mm-hmm. Um, get the absolute hell out. Um, can I, this is completely not the movie related. Can I talk about one more thing related to owning a house now? Sure, yeah. Uh, so before owning a home, um, I was the type who used to joke, but it wasn't really a joke. That if something happened, like, mm-hmm. let's say a small child came up to me and said, there's a man in the closet, or uh-huh. I saw a, a girl in a Victorian dress in the basement, um, I would pack my bags and move away. Right, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, immediately. This was my disposition mm-hmm. beforehand, was sure. if this happened, I'm gone, just like that. I'm out of here. Because I'm not yeah. dealing with no ghost. Absolutely not. Here's the thing, though, Sam. The amount of property now. Yeah. The the amount of time and money that went into making this happen. I will Mm -hmm. die here at the hands of Casper the Friendly Ghost before I can see a single inch to a fucking specter. I'm glad we're on the same page here because I'm on record with my wife multiple times telling her that this house is actually my tomb and I intend to die in this house. I've... I've heard you say this in person. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell basically anyone who will listen to me that I intend to die in my home, mm-hmm. uh, never having moved again. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I just wanted to throw that out there, that my, my position on ghosts has has not changed in the sense that I, I don't really believe in them, but I guess I kind of do. Um, mm-hmm. But more importantly, my position on whether or not they would force me to vacate my house has indeed changed. And the answer is that I would not move a fucking foot for them. Well, especially in this market, my guy. Yeah, in this economy? You can't get scared by ghosts. In this economy? Here's the thing. In this economy, a ghost pops up in your house. The first thing you say is, 
Are you going to pay your fucking share of the mortgage? Yeah, are you going to give me some ghost rent, Casper? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. fucker. I have a mortgage to pay, Casper. Mm-hmm. I got them points on this mortgage. Eating up yeah. my wallet every month. You're going to help out. You're going to get a job. Is what You're, you're going to go down to the bank and get a job, Casper. Yeah. You're paying the interest, Casper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh Oh, one more thing about my watch. Yeah. I searched and searched and searched for the extended edition of this flick, and I could not find it. I'm real disappointed. I found one that had bonus features, like two hours worth, and I'm not watching that. Yeah. But there, I could not find an extended edition on the Microsoft Store, so I was uh, I was disappointed. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I am a little saddened by that because... You did put in the effort uh, with the last handful of these these fuckers mm-hmm. to get that extended five minutes, eight minutes, whatever it was per film. Uh, I'm guessing, my dude, they did not have the footage to supply you this time around. Who knows? Yeah, uh, but I've I found myself genuinely wanting, yeah, like five more minutes of movie just just to say that i did it but luke we are 20 minutes into this podcast and we have not even discussed the plot so here's how about you break that bad boy down yeah here's why i think they don't have the footage to give it to you because sam here's the entire plot of this movie so okay. bella and edward have a kid uh renezme or nessie apparently for or short Ness. Or Ness. Um, anyway, Ness is growing at an incredible rate. Someone thinks uh, that Ness is a uh, a forbidden child or whatever they call them, mm-hmm. an immortal child. An immortal child, yeah. Um, so they rat on him to the Volturi. So the entire movie is them fighting the Volturi over this child, but they don't actually fight them because all of it is in Alice's mind when she shows right. uh, Arlo, Arno, Arno. Ar- Aro, uh, his future. It's three letters, my guy. Yeah. <laughs> and I just watched this movie. Um, anyway, when she gives Michael Sheen his future, uh, he mm-hmm. sees this huge epic fight. And you're like, okay, now shit's popping off. And this is the part I remember from the movie, like going to see it in, in the cinema. Uh, mm-hmm. But I forgot the part where it's all a joke. And it's just part of a future future vision. Uh, yeah. And then they don't actually fight anybody. They all just go home to their Candlewood suites or whatever. Right. <laughs> exactly. It's like, well, I guess we're earning more Hyatt points tonight. <laughs> yeah, back to the hotel. Half of this town in Italy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the whole plot. It's really stupid. I mean, it's a total cash grab. The entire movie is... Yeah. yeah, I would say half the movie, at least, is, you know the scene in all the Oceans movies where they're assembling the team? Yes. That's like 90% of this movie. Yeah, because they just get random guys. And I want to talk about one of these random guys that joins the crew, Sam. I want to talk about a couple of them, actually. Okay, yeah, I uh, let's get into it. Because, uh, weirdly, this cast is stacked. This cast is crazy. Yeah, for sure. But, um, but who are you honing in on? The guy I want to hone in on is Revolutionary War guy. Because oh, Lee Pace. Lee Pace. Because every time Lee Pace opens his mouth, it is about the Revolutionary War. I put it to you, every line. Yeah, he... Um, 
I like to think, Luke, that he did some cool shit then, and then he's been coasting on that. Yes. Uh, he's been, he's a pretty boring fucking guy. Yeah. He's like a guy who went to Woodstock, and that was the coolest thing he ever did. And right. so every single time he mentions anything, it's related to Woodstock. Or whatever you're talking about, he shows up. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know when I saw the dead at Woodstock? Like, God damn it, exactly. Joe. Exactly. Yeah. Or if, or if someone's like, oh, yeah, you know, I found this really interesting uh, band the other day, and they've got they've got a really cool new sound. And it's like, oh, sounds? I heard some pretty cool sounds when I went to fucking Woodstock. <laughs> Because it's like, literally yeah. like, like the guy's about to murder a dude who has a guitar and was singing some things in Seattle, question mark? New um, Orleans. New Orleans, okay. I was iffy on locations um, <laughs> <laughs> in this movie. Um, anyway, and he, he holds him up by his throat and says, I didn't like the last British invasion. Um, yeah, again... It's kind of all he has. It's all he's got. It's it's just several hundred years later, this is the most the guy can come up with. It's like... It's yeah. pretty sad. Yes. Now, there is one thing that I want to touch upon, uh, and it's with Lee Pace's performance. And Lee Pace, as far as I could tell has never played a character who isn't constantly horny. Hmm. Now this is intriguing because, yes, in between spouting off random shit about the American Revolutionary War, um, he is an extremely horny man. He's so thirsty and not yeah. for blood. No. Yeah. Um, kind, uh, of, kind of without any tact, even. Right. Yeah. He he just he's just like daddy horny. Yeah. And it's like, "Oh, okay. We're we're talking about other stuff right now, Lee." <laughs> and he's just like, "Yeah, but I'm hard. I'm hard as a rock over here. Just like the rock that George Washington landed on uh when he crossed when the he Delaware." When he crossed the Delaware. Yeah. yeah. God damn it. <laughs> Yeah. God, he's um, a horny little shit, isn't he? He's so horny. And then, like, I'm thinking of him in the Hobbit movies where he is also somehow a really horny elf, mm, uh, from my yeah. sort of recollection. And then in Guardians of the Galaxy where he's a really horny dude with a hammer. Mm-hmm. He's just... Lee Pace is just this, like, he leaks sex. Yeah, I wonder if that's the Lee Pace effect. Um, or if that's written into the script or if he shows up and he's just like daddy horny and they're like, mm. I don't know how we're going to work this into this PG movie for kids that we're working on Garfield five starring Lee Pace, <laughs> but I guess we'll work it in. Cause that's, that's yeah. the condition he's in. I guess it's just like, Oh, I love lasagna. <laughs> <sighs> Mondays, uh, am I am I right? Am I right? Am I oh, right? I could really, I could really go for some lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, so I kind of think it's it's a little bit of all of those where like they've written a character, yeah, and then they cast Lee Pace, and they're like, well, Lee's gonna be real horny on set, so let's let's toss in a few lines, sure, uh, to make this character a little hornier just to match Lee's energy. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, I'd believe that for sure. Yeah. Uh so but yeah, he's he's a little little one note in this flick, but who who else did you want to talk in the League of Extraordinary Vampires? The League of Extraordinary Vampires has two guys. Two guys. Vlad and Stefan. Oh, yes. Yes. Now, I mm-hmm. these guys. Yeah, so in each of these movies, I've pointed out, I don't know if I've done it in the podcast, but I've done it when we've watched them together. Um, Mm -hmm. I've pointed at a piece of the movie that is a movie within the movie, which is a movie I'd way rather be watching. Does that make sense? Sure. Yeah. So like in the last one, it was like when Edward talks about how he went around dextering people and we see tiny snippets of it. That would have been so good. That would have been such a good movie. I would have easily watched two hours of that. Mm -hmm. Um, in this one, it's fucking Vlad and Stefan. I want to see their, like, thousand-year struggle at the Volturi. Where yes. they, like, sat still and became petrified, literally, and then, yeah. That part, I do think, would be a little bit of a slow point in that movie, but otherwise, <laughs> yeah, I could hang, yeah, I could hang tough with that. However, mm-hmm. However. Um, I, I kind of don't remember which one is which. But the the one with the white hair. That is Vlad. Yeah, I don't like him. Interesting. You know, he's my favorite. Hmm. See, he gives me, like, sick Victorian doll energy. Well, that makes sense. He's, like, a billion years old. So? He also, (laughs) like, kind of both of them exuded this energy where I did constantly think one of them should have been played by Nick Kroll. <laughs> yeah. Actually that makes that makes a disturbing amount of sense. Yeah. Yeah. There's just a particularly Vlad, I feel like was like a cast off Nick Kroll character where they tried to get him. Yeah. And Nick was like, No. Yeah. And they said, Okay, well we'll get your stunt double. <laughs> I could see that. I mean, I think honestly, so Nick Kroll, I'm 90% sure, 98% sure, was in uh, What We Do in the Shadows as a uh-huh. vampire. Um, I think that role required more chops than Twilight would have. I don't see a single reason Absolutely. on earth why Nick Kroll could not have been in Twilight. Uh, too much dignity, I think. Yeah, probably too much dignity. But I mean, outside of that, and you shake a oh, bag sure. of money big enough at everybody, you you can you can find out exactly what their dignity limits well, are. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Also, Rami Malek's here. Rami Malek, everybody, give him a give him a round of applause. Give, give him a hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rami Malek <laughs> as a as like a fucking like. Every the, character in The Last Airbender? He is the Avatar. Okay, I don't really... I never watched it, so I don't oh, okay. understand most yeah. of it. He can bend all the elements. He is the Avatar. Uh, 
Which is bonkers, because that's a whole yeah. thing in The Last Airbender. So And he does... You know, I gotta tell you, he seems to mostly do, like, utility things. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he doesn't... He doesn't do a lot of, like... You know, of course, I think about this as, as like, D&D. He doesn't do a lot of, like, destruction magic. No. You know? Or evocation, I guess. He's doing a lot of sort of bog standard, like, illusion or, like, conjuration. Mm-hmm. Uh, transfiguration or whatever it is. Yeah. He doesn't, uh, he doesn't hurt people with his vampitar powers. No, with his with his vampitar powers, which is kind of insane because the avatar is a force to be reckoned with. Like this is a man who can create flame wheels with one hand, and then like boil people's blood with his water bending powers. Jesus um, Christ! Yeah, with the other. Although I guess they're vampires, so they don't have. It's unclear. Do they have blood in Twilight? They don't. Just they newborns don't. do. Yes. Newborns do, and that's yes. why they're so powerful. Yes. Okay. So less useful, the blood boiling thing, but you get the point. Like the man is yeah. a is a tank. Uh sure. Among donkey carts. And in this fight, they do not utilize Rami Malik to his full potential. I guess is or what like I'm saying. At all. Yeah, or at all. He makes a gigantic rift. That goes to the center of the earth. It does. Yeah, I did almost forget about that. Yeah. Uh, I wrote in my notes, that's not how earth works. You don't just rip a giant gash in it and then there's magma like 50 feet down. If Rami Malik wants to, that is how it works. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, whatever he wants, he deserves yeah, the world. If Rami Malik wants it hard enough, yeah. Yeah. Um, we actually didn't didn't mention this. What do you think of this? It's better than some of them. It's still not a good movie. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of with you. I definitely think it's better than Breaking Dawn Part One. Oh yeah, easily. I think. Well, I don't know, man. Should we just rank these fuckers? I was right about to say, man, get out of my head. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, let's let's do a ranking. So let me let me think. So yeah. we've got Twilight, New Moon, Eclipse, Breaking Dawn One, Breaking Dawn Two. Yeah. Okay. Um. Okay. So let me let me do my ranking. Yeah. Uh. So from bottom to top, uh, worst is Breaking Dawn One, and then I'm gonna say, who. Let's go with New Moon, mm-hmm. Eclipse, Breaking Dawn 2, and Twilight. Yes. We have the same exact list. God damn it. Yeah. Very, very easy decision, I think, to rank them that way. Because, yeah. although I might put Eclipse uh, next to last with Breaking Dawn Part 1. That That's my only mild change, maybe. Really? You would do I, New Moon instead swap New Moon and Eclipse? I might swap New Moon and Eclipse. The only reason being, I barely remember Eclipse. And we watched that movie mere weeks ago. Yeah, so Eclipse is the one where they do end up fighting the uh, 
newly recast Victoria. Yeah. Yeah, even then, I remember it, but it didn't make a dent. So, yeah. Yeah. I See, Too Much A New Moon is just Jacob. It, New Moon has a lot of Jacob in it. Mm, and, yeah. And a lot of just, like, depression. Yeah. Um, it's not good. Don't get me wrong. No. It is not a good movie. But I, I think it's debatable in my mind which one is... Uh, worse, but yeah, I think your ranking is is pitch perfect. Yeah, let's just leave it at that for sure. Yeah, I I mean it's it's solid. Uh, we do get to see um Jasper Dubois killing like he's meant to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's fighting his own kind and not for the right to own people, but he's yeah. doing pretty good. Though there was someone. I don't remember which vampire it was, but they were like, yeah, I used to fight with Jasper Dubois, and it was like, ooh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh. Maybe maybe uh, don't pick up this Confederate officer number yeah, two. Exactly. <laughs> you get enough of these guys in the same room, they're going to start saying shit like, oh, the South will rise again. Our yeah, time Jasper will come. Dubois. <laughs> My name is Jasper Dubois, and I will ensure that the Confederacy is resurgent. Do you think he goes to, like, Subway and tries to pay with Confederate money? Oh, my God. Starts yelling about how it is legal tender. Yeah. Down here in these parts, this is legal tender. My name is not Jasper Dubois. (laughs) Sir... This is a subway in Spokane. Uh, I don't this know. This is to the tell rightful you. land of the Confederacy. Now die, demon. <laughs> oh, Jasper Dubois. Jasper Dubois gets got in this movie. He does well until he doesn't because yeah, because I was I was watching the fight and Carlisle eats it real quick. Yeah, he gets went, uh, seen beamed, like, immediately. Yeah. Well, you know, he's pretty stupid, because he just jumps at Martin Sheen. Uh, <laughs> and Martin Got the tears right his Sheen. head. Yep. Yep. Uh, tears his head clear off. Um, and, and, like, I don't know. I would do a one-on-one fight with any Sheen, personally. Yeah, no, no amount of sheen is gonna come at me in that manner. For yeah, sure. the only the only way you could win a fight against a sheen is if you're fighting Charlie Sheen when he's coming down from a cocaine high. Okay, I was gonna make the exact same joke. We have to stop doing this podcast. I think. Yeah, this is. Hey, did it get worse now that we're in the same zip code? I think so. I think now that we're in this, we're it's too much goof juice centrally located in one spot. <laughs> Uh, we're going to burn a we, hole into the center of the earth with the, this amount of goof juice. We have to move away from each other to save the podcast. To save Hanksy Panksy. If y'all want to see that happen, I'll start a GoFundMe, because that's the only fucking way that's going to yeah, happen. Yeah, holy shit, you're going to have to pay us <laughs> so much money. Yeah. Um, or my name isn't Jasper Dubois. Jasper, uh, Jasper C. Dubois. Um. Okay, so... I mean, like, do you have any other, like, big thoughts about this? Because I have a series of questions. 
I do have one other thing I want to mention. Um, uh huh. And then I believe we can dig into your your questions. And it's just this. Bella goes to drop off Renesme, uh, mm-hmm. with with old C Swan, um, uh huh, great greatest grandpa ever, Charlie Swan. Yep. Uh, and she says, "I have some errands to run. I'll be right back." And she drives to Seattle. Sam, do you want to know how long it takes to get from Forks, Washington, to Seattle? Oh my God! Yes, I do. It is four hours, my guy. Holy shit, Charlie Swan, you fucking hero of a grandpa, just being like, oh, I guess, guess she's still running those errands seven <laughs> hours later. Yeah, we're talking about an eight-hour round trip, and she goes there to go to a dinner with a guy who hands her some passports and some stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, who, anyway, it's not important. He knows Jasper's a vampire. I don't want to talk about that. Um, sure, yeah, Jasper Dubois, who, I gotta tell you, given Jasper's history, sort of curious he did business with that gentleman, but uh, maybe he's grown. <laughs> yeah, maybe he's he's uh, figured some stuff out. But yeah, anyway, it takes four hours to get from Forks to Seattle, so just Fuck a little almighty. bit. I mean, Stephanie, all you had to do was Google it. That's all I'm saying. That's That's not really a day trip. That's right no. outside of day trip territory. Yeah, that's that's an overnight minimum. Yeah. Maybe you could make the argument that she drives that Volvo because re- the Volvos are back. Um, uh-huh. Maybe she drives it incredibly fast because she's a vampire. Or do you think she, like, parks and then just runs the rest of the way? Mm, now that's an intriguing theory. Yeah. Hey, can I talk about the running thing really quick? It got worse, didn't it? Yes. The CGI in this movie is dog shit. Oh, it's terrible, especially on the baby. Yes, CGI baby and I, we do not get along. Oh, no. So if if I, if if Kenna gave birth to a child, and when that child was presented to me, it had that face... Yeah. I would run and never stop. Yes, exactly. That baby needs to go. I was going to say that baby needs to die, but I don't like the way that sounds coming out of my mouth. No, no, that baby needs to be dropped off at the fire department. Yeah, (laughs) in a shoebox, for sure. Yeah, or your nearest Applebee's. Either one, honestly. (laughs) Both are common (laughs) drop-off points for babies. While you're at Applebee's, you might as well get some of those delicious appetizers and some of those uh, great Ugh. cocktails that they got. I mean, it's really a convenient spot to drop off a baby and get loaded <laughs> on like $2 cocktails all night. Here's the thing, my guy. If if I've already had to just experience the countenance of my horrid-faced horrid baby, I don't also want diarrhea from Applebee's. <laughs> <laughs> ice cold diarrhea from drinking too many applebee's daiquiris mm-hmm. um yeah that's, that's not gonna just, do you any good that day's already tough it yeah. doesn't need to get worse yeah well what uh i've talked enough about this movie sam what questions do you have for me about twilight breaking dawn part duh uh so some of these are the um 
kind of lecture Q&A questions, which are more comments than questions. Mm -hmm. Um, One is that, you know, so you know how we've previously established that Jacob is an incel? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, I feel like this movie does sort of present the the way to fix incels, which is uh, just fall in love with a baby. Yeah, I knew where you were going. Um, Hey, they kind of confront that whole problem in the fact... (laughs) Not well enough. In the fact that Bella's like, you did what? Um, And is very upset with him. But, yeah. But he's just like, I can't control it. And it's not like that. And it's just like, but it, but it is though. It is like that. Um, and then at the end of the movie, Edward is like, I'm glad she, she has you. Like mm-hmm. accepting him into the family. Which right. is, and she's still a kid. This is fucked up. Yeah. Well, especially because Jacob's like, can I call you dad now? And, and I really, Edward's response should have been, no, you call me daddy. Um, but, <laughs> but like, the real response is to go, she's still a fucking child, Jacob. She's like eight. Yeah, he should have snapped his fucking neck. Yeah. For sure. Jesus, Jacob, time and place. Read the room. Read the room, Jake. Um, okay, so, so there's one thing that happens in the fight that, um, is living rent-free in my head. Mm-hmm. So, you know the, the tired vampire, the tired the tired Volturi? Oh, I love him so much. Yes. Yeah. So, in in the dream where the fight happens, um, he gets killed. Mm-hmm. And as he dies, he says, Oh, finally. And here's the thing. One, I think he's just the depression vampire. Mm. Like, his power is just constant major depressive disorder. Yeah. The other is, Michael Sheen saw all of this in a vision of of the future. So, like, did he have to have a tough conversation with the tired <laughs> vampire? It was like, hey, hey, my guy, um... Alice showed me what was going to happen, and you were happy to die. Are you okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everything all right? Because I thought you were just, like, sleepy or something, but you were you were pretty stoked to be dead. <laughs> I just can't get over this image in my head of the Hundred Acre Wood and, like, <laughs> Piglet being shown a vision of them having an epic battle and Eeyore being like, oh, thank God, as he's, thank like, you. ripped to cotton. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then <laughs> having to have this conversation with Eeyore. To your point, yeah. yeah, I think for sure they had to have a little sidebar with him later and be like, hey, man, just just check. I was just... Up? I just you figured good? you needed you needed more vitamin B twelve or something, but this is yeah, this is intense. You gotta talk to someone, or I mean, if you're that ready to die, we can figure it out. But mm-hmm. Jesus, man, you gotta talk to me. 
I don't know if it's a problem if you don't tell me. Yeah, communication is key. Uh, it really especially, is. Especially within oligarchies. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty important. Oh, absolutely. Um, let's see. So, uh, let me find... Okay. Wait, wait. I'm sorry, I should have prepared better. Okay, so did the Cullen family build Bella and Edward's fuck pad? Yes. Yes, they did. That's dedication. Yeah, you mean the like Airbnb fucks fuck pad that they yes. built them? Yeah. The gore the gorgeous fuck cottage. Yeah, the the slam hut. Uh, mm-hmm. the old pound shack, yeah, that they built them. <laughs> yeah, for sure. They built the it old, by hand. The old hump hut. Hump hut. <laughs> 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 yeah, I think they did build it by hand. Because they said, Alice says, like, we made this for you. Uh, Which is wild. It's like, you know how in the olden times you'd have a barnstorming party and you'd get everybody together? Sure, like, yeah, you'd raise a barn. Yeah, you'd raise the old barn, uh, get it stood up for, for uh, Farmer Jenkins or whoever. Maybe that's, mm-hmm. you know, it's like you got It's just a thing you do with vampires when you got a newborn. Or not a newborn. Mm. A, uh, is that what they're called? Newborn? Yeah, newborn. New, newborn. Uh, kind of weird now that I'm thinking about it. They call them newborns. Yeah, a little bit. Um, they're going to want to fuck. So you just build them a fuck pad. You just know that's going to happen. We're going to, we're going to raise a bang barn. (laughs) Hey, really quick. They mentioned that Emmett and Rosalie, isn't that her name? Uh Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, had sex for a decade in this well, there's a there's some talk that uh, Bella is like we don't get tired ever. We don't mm-hmm. need breaks, which I assume means they don't have refractory periods. I was gonna so she, ask you about that. Okay, so we're on the same page. Yeah, they they can't have them. I bet fucking if you do it right, I bet you can get Edward to just sling ropes for miles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay. I mean, yeah. I'm talking one consti- continuous strand of nut. Yeah. Just oh, sort I'm of puddling at his feet. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, so, like, I Stephanie Stephanie Meyer. Why did you wait this long for them to be the normal horny vampires that we all know and love? Yeah. It is a weird turn, you know, about face. Here in the final stretch of this of the series, mm-hmm. to suddenly have them be like, "Oh yeah, we fuck." Oh, for we sure, fuck nonstop. Except, yeah. except, do Alice and Jasper Dubois fuck? Yes, I think categorically yes. Man, I have a hard time seeing it because hmm. they don't have that fuck energy. They have like sibling energy. They do kind of have... Not, and not Lannister sibling yeah. energy. 
Yeah. No, they they do kind of have a let's maul some cider and play Scrabble kind of energy yeah. about them. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, again, Emmett and Rosalie fucked for a decade. For a decade. For the length of a presidential administration. Uh, mm, they, uh, what? No, Luke. Hmm? Wait, they can only... You can only be president for a max of eight years. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying that they, they basically went into the hut and missed, like, the Clinton oh, years. Oh, okay. Or whatever. So so they were they go to the hut, and they're like, wow, Bill Clinton's president. Fuck, 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 fuck. Uh, Barack Obama, huh? Yeah. That's cool. We just followed, <laughs> followed up Bill Clinton with Barack Obama. That's legit. That's cool, exactly cool, 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 what cool. I'm saying. Yeah. So yeah, obviously there's only eight years, but I just like that that exact idea that they like mm. went to sleep, so to speak, and then woke yeah. up and like had completely missed an entire administration. Yeah. I gotcha. It would be pretty fucking wild for them to again come out of their just stinking sweaty fuck hut <laughs> and uh, and be like, why does everyone care about this day in September? <laughs> just kind of early mid September. What's with everyone like being real into that day? Yeah. Ah, uh, the fuck is up with that? <laughs> it would be confusing. Uh, what other mm-hmm. questions do you have? I'm gonna hard pivot yeah. away from that. Yeah. Um. Why? Why is it only now that Jacob needs to be nude to to change into a wolf? I don't fucking know. It drives me insane. Stephanie can't figure out the rules for this thing. She cannot. And, like, it's also pretty weird because he does, like, we see him essentially whip out his hog in front of Charlie Swan, hero of the series. Yeah. And Charlie is way too chill with it. Well, that's because he's the entire time. uh, Jacob is like, this is weird. I know, this is weird, but stay with mm-hmm. me. This is weird. So how would you respond to that? Because you're like, yeah, dog. You're about to just, like, hang brain in front of me. For sure this yeah. is strange. I mean, I was a little surprised that, like, Charlie wasn't like, Jacob, why are you, why are you stripping for me, son? Mm-hmm. What, what are you doing? <laughs> what are we doing here, Jacob? Son, what are we doing? <laughs> we, we getting down here, Jacob? Because I'm, I'm down to clown. You know, see, Swan's always DTF. Uh, mustache rides for all with old Charlie Swan. Let me tell you the number of miles I got on this fucking mustache. Um, oh, did you like the opening credits? Because I'm ashamed of the fact that I actually did. Oh, they're great. Yeah, they're so good. The rest of the movie, bad. They spent all the money on the opening credits, I think. I think so. They have this, like, gorgeous, like, Game of Thronesy intro um, mm-hmm. that's just really great. Uh, so, at first, I thought, okay, because I remember liking this movie more or less, like, thinking this was uh-huh. an okay time. Um, not that it was a good movie, but just thinking, like, aesthetically, this movie was pretty good. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Um, so we get through the opening sequence, and I'm like, yeah, all right, aesthetic, pretty on point for this guy. And then uh, it was pretty downhill from there. But, uh, yeah, Th- that opening sequence, ain't no shame in that. That makes sense no. to me. Yeah. Um, 
how much do you think Dakota Fanning enjoyed throwing that boy into the fire? Um, probably a whole hell of a lot, if I had yeah. to guess. You know, how many times in your acting career do you get the chance to throw a real live boy into a real live fire? Mm-hmm. I don't feel like we talk enough about uh, how Hollywood keeps doing shit like this. That uh, It is... Yeah. It's real strange. Uh, I mean, it does a little bit explain why conservatives really don't like Hollywood. Because mm-hmm. if you're if you're pro life, you're gonna have some problems with the amount of children thrown into fires by Hollywood actors. Yeah, and it's weird that screenwriters keep writing it into movies. Uh, it's a little perverse, isn't it? Yeah, like that new Top Gun film. I hear they chuck at least five babies into some fires, and that guy. Yeah, and like that scene where they take like an uh, like a fucking eight year old and toss him into the afterburner of an F fourteen Tomcat. <laughs> You sort of an odd choice, Tom Cruise, but whatever, man. It's what he wanted. He insisted on having it in the movie. Um. Okay, I I have an actual question. Okay. Um. Uh. Rebegatron. So mm-hmm. her power her power is this is what I'm confused by. Okay. It when she touches people's faces, is she showing them her memory of the first time she met them? That's supposedly what it is, but it also seems like the power is that she shows them her birth over and over. Woof. Which <laughs> on the list of powers, pretty bad pretty bad because like i thought it was it's showing them the her perspective of the first time they met but she is often doing these people the first doing this to these people the first time she meets them yes which is like putting your hand somebody putting their hand to your face and giving you the vision of 30 seconds prior yeah and I'm pretty sure that it's the birth thing because she keeps doing this as evidence of the fact that she was she was oh, born yeah. and not created because they have the witnesses, quote unquote. That's right. Yeah. Uh, that show up to see the golden plates. I mean the uh, the small child. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so I think that's what's up. But I will say. What a valuable service it would be if you could show someone the first time you met them. Because if you were like, hey, you were being a real asshole. And they're like, no, I wasn't. You'd be like, no, no, no. Let me show you from my perspective. It's like, oh, yeah, that's fair. I did double dip and my dick was out at that party. Not a great look. Yeah, and I kept talking about how the South would rise again. I'm real sorry about that. (laughs) So I don't know, I guess is the short answer. Uh, don't know at all uh, about okay. that one. I will say well, that I did... Enough. I found it very interesting that by the end of the movie, Bella's found another power, which is the ability to generate montages and then share them with people. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Weird one. It's a... It's a it, hey, it's great for, like, family reunions. Mm, yeah, it would be, wouldn't it? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. 
Um, and kind of the last big question that I have. Sure. And I think this is maybe the most important question um, kind of surrounding this movie. What else does Jay Jenks do? Hmm. Because he's a rather mysterious character who did assemble some passports for Jasper Dubois, but he he says he does a lot of things, and I'm yeah. just kind of curious, what's this fucker do? Is Jasper Dubois a spy, and this is his handler? Oh. Okay. Oh, shit. We've just, okay. Jasper Dubois, Jasper Dubois. Jasper Dubois. Uh, is actually John Darnell from Ohio. Um, oh fuck! And he's a union spy. He's a he's been a union spy this whole time, and he's just been passed from handler to handler over hundreds oh, of shit. years. Oh my god, Luke! This is some conspiracy corner <laughs> shit, and I love it. <laughs> but he's too lost in the sauce at this point. He thinks he's Jasper Dubois. Um, yeah yeah he's he's way way off the trail on this one um that honestly that would explain how jay jenks was uh able to get two passports and a birth certificate pretty easily it seemed (laughs) yeah because when jasper dubois calls in something with uh with the headquarters oh they Mm -hmm. fucking do it because this guy's i mean he's been in the service since the 1860s mm-hmm. so yeah they, oh, he's kind of grandfathered in i figure they're just like look jasper <laughs> dubois he's gonna ask you for some stuff just do it we don't know what he does anymore um but he's he's in way deep just mm-hmm. just give him what he wants <laughs> and he's honestly pretty harmless yeah i need a volvo with three corpses inside of it your freshest corpses <laughs> <laughs> Done, Jasper. Sure, bud. Uh, I'll I'll have it to you in a day. I'll drive him down to Forks in the four hours it takes me. I'll listen to some podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um, I mean, I don't know. Did you have any other thoughts? Let me check. Um, nah, man, I'm ready to get out of this series. If I'm honest. Yeah, I will say I did love um, Alice's galaxy-brained fucking strategy to signal Bella was to just very obviously turn around in front of Martin Sheen and go, now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's your secret signal. Oh, yeah. But Luke, let's, we're, we're done with Twilight. We're done. Uh, We're completely done with Twilight. In a sense. Yeah. In, in, in a shade, a shade of Twilight has been completed. Yes. In a more accurate sense, we have a little more uh, sort of Twilight flavor to chomp upon. Yeah. Um, so, Luke, have you seen Fifty Shades of Grey? I have not seen Fifty Shades of Grey. I have read disturbingly large amounts of the book. Ooh, um, okay. Because it's just like filtered up through pop culture. Like right. Gilbert the Gottfried literary whoever, masterpiece. Yeah, reading it. So I've I've heard huge chunks of this book. 
Um, but I have not seen this movie, so. Okay. Uh, so what do you think it's about? I'm going to play in the space as it was given to me within the zeitgeist, which is, I'm pretty sure there's a dude who has mm-hmm. sex jeans, jeans he wears during mm-hmm. sex, that pisses on people and, and has contracts with them that says, I'm going to piss on you. But then we'll go to Paris mm. okay. or whatever. So this is my rudimentary understanding of what Fifty Shades has to offer. And You're not far off. Yeah, so I'm really excited to sort of add some shades to the sure. one shade of gray that I have. I want to add 49 others right. to, to my collection. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. Can, can I provide just sort of an, an alternate uh, mm-hmm. plot for Fifty oh, wish, Shades of Grey? I wish you would. Fifty Shades of Grey is actually a documentary um, about Albert Sherwin and uh, <laughs> Tammy Williams and their development of 50 separate shades of grey, both the sort of coloration and the naming. Yeah. And it it is very sexual because it gets into like some Alfred Kinsey shit mm-hmm. where they're just having these like wild fuck parties while also like crowdsourcing names for different shades of gray. Um but it is ultimately about, you know, their triumph in creating and naming 50 different shades of the color gray. I to love to it. offer in their uh their first store Sherwin Williams uh paint fuckers <laughs> I'd watch the absolute hell out of that that sounds real good <laughs> it could be some good stuff oh no cat don't don't do that um, alright well uh, folks uh, thanks for listening to another episode of Hanksy Panksy you can find us on Facebook at Hanksy Panksy Podcast you can find us on Twitter at Hanksy Panksy you can find us on Instagram at Hanksy Panksy Pod you can also send us an email at hanksypinksypod at gmail.com, and you can uh, join us on uh, Patreon at patreon.com slash hanksypanksy. We've got exclusive episodes over there. Um, got some fun stuff, and if uh, if you chuck us enough money, you can choose what we watch. So uh, you, too, could become one of Hanks's heroes like Russell, Tuck, and Daniel. Fellas, I would, I would never tear your heads off uh, like they're made of rock. Yeah, unless you aren't that. Unless, unless you, you want that, that like the like the depression vampire. Yeah. In like, which case, I would have a long chat with you first. Yeah, Count Eeyore over here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, Luke, do you have a final quote? I do, and it is this bed. It isn't meant for sleeping. Ooh, what a beautiful transition to our yes, next yes part of this. The closing, the climax, if mm-hmm. you will. Yes, of this I will. Cleanser. Yeah. Uh, well, folks, thanks for listening to another episode of Hanksy Panksy Bad Romance. Uh, and we'll be back next week with Fifty Shades of Grey.